Today's Bible reading is Psalm 121. Over the years, this particular psalm has brought me comfort. It's encouraged me to look not on my problem, but on my Lord, who is my help, my comfort, and the one who is with me and looks after me. About 30 years, oh, I need to tell you that I had a great relationship with my own grandfather. He was one of the people who taught me about Jesus. About 30 years ago, he was going in for an operation and we didn't quite know whether he was going to make it or not. And um, a pastor came in and uh, I was there in the room and the pastor read Psalm 121. Grandpa made it through that operation. He actually had a few other operations after that. <laughs> As well, he lived um, quite a while. But there was a time then when light was fading for him. Um, he couldn't communicate as well, or not really at all, at the end. And it was my privilege to sit beside him and read Psalm 121 to him. I knew he could hear it. And I knew those words were still alive. They helped focus not on the problem, but on our amazing God. Here are the words. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and you're going both now and forevermore. Over to you, Pastor Richard. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we meditate on your word to us this morning, we pray that you'd send us your Holy Spirit to open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to the message that you have for us today, that you would increase our faith and confidence and trust in Jesus, and that you bring us joy, as we know that you are a God who can be trusted. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Psalm 121 happens to be one of my favourite psalms too. It's a favourite for lots of people. Um, whenever I hear this psalm, I immediately think about the time I spent as a missionary in Papua New Guinea. When I graduated from seminary, I was sent up to the wilds of Papua New Guinea to a place called Minyamya, which was in the edge of the highlands. And uh, we were several... Uh, 1,000 feet above sea level, surrounded by high mountains on all sides. And although they had uh, pushed a road through, just a, a gravel road, uh, just at the time I got there, 
um, in the mid-80s. Um, nevertheless, we're still dependent on uh, air transport for our supplies. And so we would be uh, standing around the house and you'd hear this buzz in the, in the air, you'd hear this noise in the sky. And you'd look up to see the plane flying over the mountains coming to land and, and you knew help was on the way. So whenever uh, we hear that noise, we'd look, literally look to the hills to see the plane coming. Now, of course, this psalmist, when he wrote this psalm, he wasn't talking about aeroplanes because they hadn't been invented yet. But nevertheless, there is a, a deep truth here in thinking about help coming over the mountains. Look to the sky, look to the hills. Help is coming. You might wonder, well, what help is he talking about? In the psalmist's mind, to look to the hills is to look towards Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the holy city, is in the hill country of Israel. And uh, on the, the pinnacle of the city is Mount Zion, upon which the temple is built. So when the psalmist says, where does my help come from? I look to the hills. He's really saying, I'm looking to Jerusalem. I'm looking to the temple where God dwells. Or simply yet, I'm looking to God as the one who helps and saves. So this opening question of the psalm, where does my help come from? That resonates with all of us, doesn't it? To be a human being means to face difficulties, problems, challenges in life. No one is exempt from that. We don't, none of us get to escape that reality. And sooner or later in life we find ourselves asking, how am I going to get through this? Who's going to help me? How am I going to cope? Very human questions, aren't they? Especially when we're pulling a load that's pretty much, too much to carry. That poor guy. How did he get it all on there in the first place, let alone pull it? I don't know. Where does my help come from when I get sick? Or when my loved ones get sick? that's sometimes even harder to cope with. Where does my help come from when my business fails? Or when my marriage fails? Or my kids go off the rails? Where will my help come from when I feel overwhelmed and afraid? And I don't know how I'm going to cope. Where will my help come from when I don't know what to do and I feel like giving up? Where will my help come from when I feel crushed by guilt? Or when I've been deeply wounded by other people? With the psalmist we can confess as God's people. My help comes from the Lord. 
My help comes from the Lord. Now, while our problems may be too much for us to handle, and isn't that so often the case, our problems so often seem as though they're just too much to handle. But friends, let me reassure you that it's never too much for God to handle. Too big for us? Too hard for us? Yes. Too hard for God? Not in your life. Nothing is too much for him to handle. The psalmist reminds us that the God that we're looking to for help is the creator of heaven and earth. In other words, our help is coming from the almighty God who made all things and is still in charge of the world he made. And he's got things under his control. Even though very often we can't always see it. But despite that, he is still in charge. So the one who walks beside us, the one who loves us, the one who is helping us, is our almighty God. And he is the one who will see us through uncertain times. He is the one who calls us to be determined and confident. Where have we heard that lately? Be determined and confident because he is with us. And nothing is too much for him to handle. As Georgie uh, said at the beginning, this um, Psalm, Psalm 121, is one of uh, a group of 15 Psalms uh, in the Psalter, in the Book of Psalms, called the Songs of Ascent. If you look in your Bible, sometimes you, you see under the number of the Psalm, it's got tiny little writings. This has a little, either a psalm by David or something. And these ones have song of ascent. What on earth is that talking about? Well, these psalms were uh, used traditionally by the Jews when they were on pilgrimage um, to Jerusalem. So if you like, these are, are marching songs. These are songs that the people of God would hum and sing and maybe they sang it in parts and backwards and chanted it backwards and forwards as they're marching along to encourage each other on the way to Jerusalem, on the way to worship God in the temple. Now the ascent part, is what the song, what does ascend? Well, ascend means going up. And Jerusalem, being in the hill country, to get to Jerusalem you have to go up the coastal plain and you go up to Jerusalem which is kind of weird because if you're in the north of Israel in, in Galilee, you kind of think, oh, well, we're going down to Jerusalem, but actually we're going up to Jerusalem because it's elevation. Okay, Song of Ascent. The path to Jerusalem, still today, is quite steep, although there's asphalt roads and stuff now, but in the, in the ancient world... Walking up the side of a mountain, steep and rugged, well, so very often you could slip, fall over. And if you've been travelling for a long time and you're tired, you're much more likely to trip and fall over anyway. So the psalmist says, God will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber Indeed, he who watches over Israel will never slumber or sleep. We trip in our 
Christian walk, don't we? We get tired in our Christian walk, but God never trips and he never gets tired. The one who is looking after is not going to fall asleep on the job. Not going to let us down. The God who is looking after us won't give up or give in and we are thoroughly safe under his watchful protection and care. The psalmist continues on, the Lord watches over you, the Lord is your shade at your right hand and the sun will not harm you by day or the moon by night. You can imagine God's care being like this huge umbrella shading us from the heat of the sun. If you're in the Middle East and you're walking in the midday sun, guess what? Well, it's like Central Australia. It's really hot. And uh, you're at risk of heat stroke and dehydration. So it's a dangerous thing to travel in the middle of the day. But God is providing a shade. It's a metaphor for his protection from the things that might harm us. And then this weird bit of the sum, you won't be harmed by the moon at night. And you go, how will the moon harm you? Don't get that. Well, we still have a sort of vestiges of that in, in our, our memories of as we call someone who's crazy is a lunatic. Right? The moon has made them mad. Well, the moon doesn't make people mad. But that's kind of like a, this idea that the moon is a dangerous thing. I think on a much more pragmatic level, if you're travelling at night, that's when the moon's high in the sky, well, you're at danger from robbers or being attacked by wild animals. And if the moon's, there's clouds, you might fall down a ravine. It's a dangerous time to travel at night. And again, the promise is that, well, God will be right by our side, close at hand to look after us. And so too, friends, with the various dangers and perils in our lives today, God offers his protective care. He's our umbrella. He's the one who walks beside us, keeps us safe. And because God is walking right behind us, what does that mean? It means we don't ever have to be afraid, even though things are scary. Things are often scary in life. But we don't have to be afraid. Why? Because Jesus, our protector, is right beside us. And the psalm concludes uh, with a comprehensive promise. It's a doozy. It says that God will keep us safe. The psalm says, The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forever. God's got our past and our future covered. And everything in between, our past and our future. As we come and as we go, when things begin and when things end, God is there to care for us. When we're born and when we die, God is there watching over us caring for us, keeping us safe. 
Jordan, you said that the pastor read from Psalm 121. That's a bit of a stock standard thing for us pastors. Uh, we don't, we go into a, a hospital ward, we don't know what's happening. Um, but we say, well, whatever's been in the past and what's ever in the future, God will see us through. That's why Psalm 121 is a really good one. Friends, the take-home message for this is very simple this week. We can have trust in God because he is trustworthy. Hasn't he proven that again and again? He's proven that through the cross and resurrection, but he's also proven it in your life, hasn't he? You think back. We can have trust because God is trustworthy. We can have faith in Jesus because he is faithful in all things, in all ways, at all times. Friends, our hope and our determination, our confidence, doesn't come from us, though we're to lift ourselves up by our own bootstraps, but our hope and determination and confidence come from God who promises to be trustworthy, promises to be faithful and is good to his word. Our strength doesn't come from us, our strength comes from relying on him. Our hope doesn't come from us, but we can be hopeful because God's promises are true. And our courage in life, friends, comes from not focusing on our problems, but as Georgie was saying, but I'm focusing on God, knowing that he will be with us, knowing that we can rely on him. Now that same confidence that we get from Psalm 121, one of my favourite passages from the Old Testament, is replicated and repeated in one of my favourite passages from the New Testament, and I thought, well, if I'm going to share with you a favourite from the Old, I've got to share a favourite from the New, and that's a favourite for a lot of you as well, I'm sure, Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read to you verses 37 to 39. Got to have my glasses on, this is a bit smaller print here. In all these things we have complete victory through him who loved us. For I am certain that nothing can separate us from his love. Neither death nor life, neither angels or other heavenly rulers or powers, neither the present nor the future, neither the world above nor the world below, there is nothing in all creation that will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen to that. St. Paul reassures us, friends, that whatever life throws up at us, whatever we have to go through, God will always be with us, we can always count on him and he will never let us down. He will be continue to be trustworthy and faithful and his love for us will never fail. So whatever you're going through right now in your life that's hard, 
know that that too will not be able to separate you from the love of God. Nothing ever will. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for your faithfulness to us. Help us indeed to be determined and confident, knowing that you can be relied on and knowing that you love us and nothing will ever change that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Friends, as you're able, please rise and we sing together our next song.